0: Greetings, you beautiful, wonderful, magical plant-based stars. It's Pele Mocha with Plant-Based Astrology. I will be your MC for this episode. Plant-Based Astrology is the podcast of knowing ourselves naturally, and it is the community for plant-based spiritual creatives. Now, today's episode, we're going to be talking about astrology. (laughs) It's been a while since we've talked about astrology. We're going to be talking about astrology, and we're going to be talking about... This is kind of a meta episode in that, like, what is astrology, and how do we apply it to our life? We're talking about astrology as a language, okay? So, this whole idea that your destiny is written in the stars is to me, it's not the most helpful. It's like, yeah, you can, like, you can allow yourself, you can align your life to some kind of ready-made script that you can channel in by observing the patterns of the giant celestial bodies in the sky. Yes, you can do that. You can pay an astrologer to do it for you. Here's where I think astrology gets really interesting we realize that astrology is really a language and we can use it to communicate with each other a lot of what I'm doing is universalizing astrology yes there are a lot of people that that I mean just look at twitter there there are corners of the internet where astrology is very prevalent um but imagine if astrology was as common as when you ask someone like oh like how how were you feeling today or like what did you eat today right it's like how are you feeling during this mercury transit like what what house is the moon in for you right now right it's it's a way of communicating and connecting with other people it's a way of helping them understand you i think back to so much of the inspiration of why i started exploring all these personality theory and astrology and human design was to just understand myself to understand myself and to enter and understand others as well. I would always ask people what their Myers-Briggs personality type was because I knew the theory behind it and I knew that when I knew that what their type was, I could relate to, I could relate with them in a more easeful manner by recognizing like, oh, this person is an ENFJ. So they prioritize extroverted feeling. So they prioritize external harmony in the emotional space and they make decisions, they, they judge, they're decisive in the realm of maintaining the external harmony. That's their number one cognitive function. So that's going to be heavily influential in the way that they make decisions. So when I choose to communicate with them, I have this in my mind. And I know that, say, my dominant function is introverted feeling. Which has to do with my internal moral ethical code. So when I am when I'm with an extroverted feeling person, I want to frame the things that I say in a way to where yes, this is my moral ethical code, but here's how it impacts the group positively. Right, that's how I'm gonna frame it when I'm talking with an extroverted feeling person. So when I talk about like vegan and plant based, right, it's like. The The reason why I'm plant-based is because it aligns with my morals, because I feel good about practicing a plant-based diet. <laughs> I'm going to minimize that noise. I feel good about practicing a plant-based diet. I feel good about knowing that my diet is sustainable for the earth and it's healthy for my body. It's not a question... Like, honestly, like, yes, as I continue to practice this plant-based diet... The, the lives and the well-being and the, and the natural rights of animals become more and more a motivating factor for me or a reason why I continue. Although, at the end of the day, it doesn't have anything to do with the animals. It has to do with how I feel in my own body. It has to do with the fact that I feel like, I sh- like, like if I eat meat, then I'm repulsed like, that's my that's the main thing, it's, like, it's repulsive to me, so, like, as a, as an introverted feeling dominant person, that's where I'm coming from, but then we, and then we take it levels deeper, right, so then we look at astrology, and it's, like, well, I have a Virgo stellium in the eighth house, (laughs) I'm gonna keep reminding y'all, it's, I mean, so much, I'm gonna share parts about myself that are helpful for you to know, and that is that I have a Virgo stellium in the eighth house. And what does that mean though? What does that mean though? Virgo has to do with digestion. It has to do with health and what habitual patterns day to day are, are you doing? Like what, what's your repeat program? And the eighth house has to do with elimination. It has to do with, uh, yes, magic, but it also has to do with literally just, like, the elimination, like, the organs of elimination. So, the process from Virgo through Libra to Scorpio is the process of cleansing the body. Well, digesting and nourishing the input, and then releasing anything that is wasteful or any excrement in Scorpio. That's what it is. Um, Scorpio also has to do with other things that I'm not going to get into right now, but so as as a Virgo 8th house stellium person, when I talk about plant-based diet, I'm like, y'all, do you want your body to be functioning correctly? (laughs) You have to be nourishing yourself with the right information, with the right vibrations, and with the right food, so that you can let go of everything that doesn't serve you, and you're not hung up, and you're not stuck. Whereas someone who's like, A Leo rising, and they have. Well, okay. I'm just. I'm gonna just pick on some fire signs right now because, for whatever reason, fire signs seem to just like. Okay, let's say someone has a a Leo stellium in the second house, right? So that would make them a Cancer rising. (laughs) Okay, so they have a Leo stellium in the second house. So that means that they. They're very passionate about what they value and a lot of how they express themselves comes from how they value and they love expressing creativity through like physical things so like food like pleasurable things um especially being the feminine side of venus so we have a, a propensity to where someone this probably this person is probably going to really love food i would just venture to say um There may be some challenges with emotional eating, with cancer rising, and then having just like, depending, we'd obviously have to look at all the placements. I'm not going to dissect this imaginary person's chart right now, (laughs) but what I'm saying is they're going to be coming from a totally different perspective when they talk about food, a totally different perspective. It's going to be much more about how it looks, how it feels. So let's say there's a plant-based person with Leo Stellium in the second house, they're probably going to talk about how much they value um, like maybe the rights of animals, right? How much eating a plant-based diet is in alignment with their values, how much they love the texture and the, and the sensation. This is going to be the kind of person that has like a TikTok where they give you like a really fun experience where they show you how they're making it and they have a little maybe a poetic backstory of something that's going on in their life that correlates with the food that they're eating and how it correlates with with their life and their values um in a very expressive enigmatic kind of manner um depending on what planets are there so again yeah okay tempo change i just realized that My voice was perhaps disturbing some people in my vicinity. So getting back to it, we're talking about astrology as a language. So by knowing your placements, by knowing your sun, moon, and rising, by knowing even your human design, like your aura type, it essentially is just giving me information that allow me to have the most mutually beneficial communication which leads to having the most fulfilling relationship on both sides because the more tools we have to articulate our needs and our wants and our preferences to each other and the more that we have a universal language to explore the nuances and intricacies of these said needs and preferences the greater capacity we have to find this fulfillment in our relationships Now I'm definitely going to do a part two on this. I'm going to leave it at this for now. Thank you so much for listening. I appreciate you all so much. If you would like to donate, you can do so on Venmo at Plant Based Astrology. You can also send us a message on Anchor, Anchor if you would like to be potentially featured on the podcast. I'm curious to hear your feedback. I'm curious to hear your questions about plant-based astrology, metaphysics, esoterics, social impact design, spiritual creativity from any angle or dimension. So feel free to do that. You can also respond to the questions that are posted in the Q&A on Spotify. So definitely appreciate that. You can be pinned as a featured comment if you have a particularly awesome or profound answer. I hope you have a magical evening, morning, day, or night, whatever is impending in, in for you. <laughs> and take care.